for all things, for all things KC, KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. As a friendly reminder, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. The divisional round is over. We now know the Chiefs will be facing the Bengals. There is so much to get to, including Mahomes' ankle. We're going to get to all of it, but guys, it is the Chiefs-Bengals, as I said, for another chance at the Super Bowl for the second straight year at Arrowhead. How do we feel right away about this matchup? I think once the Bills signed Von Miller, we were all just ready to pencil in Chiefs-Bills, and I was too. But even on our show this week, the more I was ready for this game and I watched the way the Bills were playing, it was always going to be Chiefs-Cincinnati. Apparently, that's the matchup we should have been giving way more credence to versus Chiefs-Bills over the last couple of years because now, for the second consecutive year, this is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Either Cincinnati will be going to their second consecutive Super Bowl, something we lauded Kansas City for being able to do, Or the Chiefs will be going to their third Super Bowl in four years, which is an incredible run in its own right, especially considering they're hosting their fifth straight AFC title game. My initial thoughts are, shit, Uh, (laughs) I would have preferred the Bills. Like, you watch those two teams and you can't tell me that neutral site Bills wouldn't have been better than the Chiefs getting to play at Arrowhead but against that team. Like, there's just no way that the better result wasn't Buffalo winning. But the good news is the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have been in five straight AFC title games. They win this game. They will go to those Super Bowls. So I don't think they fear teams. I don't think they fear Cincinnati, even though they've gotten in three straight times. But I mean, obviously, my initial reaction is, sure wish the Bills would have snuck one out because they were the worst team maybe this whole time. Yeah, which is crazy to say because it was. this is really the first time where I think we can collectively look at the Bengals and say, okay, you might be the best team in the NFL or you might be the best team in the AFC. For the longest time, it was the Bills because the Bills have had stretches during the regular season where they were like, okay, this might be the best team, right? They'll go on long winning streaks. The Bengals, for two straight years, had slow starts to the season. And for whatever reason, we have this sort of tendency to talk all year about how all that matters is what happens in the postseason, yet when you're going through the mundane day-by-day, week-by-week stuff – you do get sort of sucked into the regular season storylines. And the Bengals have never had that great regular season storyline. They just finished so strong for two straight years. But this is the first time that I've really sort of sat back and said, okay, like these are the two teams that we should really be paying attention to. And I'm not completely dismissing Buffalo, and I'm sure we can get into sort of their story a little bit later. But you look at the trajectory of those franchises, and Buffalo now is – you, you hate to say the window is closing, but when you compare it to what the Bengals have done with all of these young players, most of whom they haven't given out these massive contracts to, you do sort of look at them as maybe the the more realistic contemporary to the Chiefs because look at what they've done the last two years, and I don't think they're going anywhere. And now you have this game, this massive game that feels like this is your opportunity to sort of create this rivalry. But if you don't, if you don't win this game, if you're Kansas City, there is a massive amount of anxiety that starts to seep in about, okay, now that's four games, two of them in the AFC Championship game, both of them at Arrowhead. 
are you ever going to be able to topple this team or will this just be your kryptonite? All of those storylines are going to be you know, discussed ad nauseum over the next seven days, which is fantastic because it's as good of a storyline as you could have created in terms of this marquee matchup in the AFC Championship game. It definitely starting to feel like, I know that we, you, again, the Super Bowl totals, you have to just take that part out of it for just a minute. I'm just talking about the guys that are in the game all the time. It feels Brady Manning now, right? I mean, what, these guys are just going to face each other in every AFC title game? Have to face each other every regular season because they both have first place schedules? This is like the NFL's marquee game every year now. Like whenever Chiefs Bengals is next year, because they do play each other and it's at Arrowhead again, well, you can just assume that's Sunday night, Monday night football, whatever, right? Maybe they'll put that one in, in Germany to try to sell as many tickets as possible to that. But this is going to be one of the NFL's absolute key pieces for the rest of this. And yeah, I don't I don't like that it's Cincinnati. Like, I think the closer we got to the game, the more we realize this. And, and Cincinnati, I had to, Buffalo, I talked myself into, okay, if they're, as, if they're as good as the Chiefs, they're only as good as the Chiefs. They're either as good or worse. That's how I felt about Buffalo these last few weeks. Cincinnati is either as good as the Chiefs or better because their roster is really good and incredibly deep. And Spags has had his worst games against that offense because of how good they are. And they clearly have a killer at quarterback who will put the knife in, right? Like we've talked about that. Like, I don't think Justin Herbert has that. Joe Burrow clearly does. And so that part of it is going to make this matchup scary. I am still glad it's at home, even though I would have rather play Buffalo on the neutral side. Playing at home does still have a factor for me here and will play some fact. And, you know, and then we'll get into the ankle stuff, like, and how much that will be there. But, you know, like some of the stuff, like, I'll give this. Great teams are really good about creating falsehoods about themselves to give themselves confidence. Like uh, Joe Burrow in postgame today was like, hope they got those refunds for everybody who was talking about what would happen if the NFL had to go to a neutral site and we played this game in there. But they were selling tickets at the same time for Cincinnati and Jacksonville because that's what you have to do. Like you have to have planning in order to do it. So of course the Chiefs were selling tickets to a possible AFC title game. They were selling the ones for the Bengals game too. They were selling Chiefs Bengals and they were selling Buffalo Kansas City. But Cincinnati took that little storyline and they said they don't they don't even take us serious. They don't take us serious. We were just in the Super Bowl, but and that's they so, use but, that. Smart. But don't you think there's some truth to that? Don't you think that it's not that we weren't for the whole year? Seriously? I agree. I think we gave Josh Allen more credit for losing to Patrick Mahomes than we did Joe Burrow for winning during the regular season this year. Yeah. Is this where well, I say I told you so? Go ahead. Wait, Nick. wait, which part? Which part are you telling us? You, did you tell us about? Hi, I called Bengals Chiefs yeah. at Arrowhead AFC Championship game. Oh, the, I, I saw this you... coming. It's on video. Nah, Let the record I, show. I do I do vaguely remember making some uh, AFC Championship game predictions. I don't remember who picked who. And that's really not what matters here. <laughs> so let's not go down that road. While I was happy that I was right in my pick, as I was watching this game go on and on, I was like, well, crap. This actually scares me a lot, but I do like that it's at home. I do like we're going to get another shot at the Bengals, but this is a scary team. Doesn't it almost feel right, though? Doesn't it feel like this yeah. is the right matchup? Like you, yes. If you're the Chiefs, like for, I, I was with a, a buddy uh, this weekend who's a Cowboys fan, and it's super funny to like juxtapose those two franchises. The Cowboys feel like they're relevant every year and seemingly never live up to expectations. But he said, like, do you even care? 
that you're going to the AFC Championship game for the fifth straight year. <laughs> like, do you even know what you guys have? And I was like, no, I care, but I also feel very fortunate. I feel I feel fortunate the way that things shook out for the Chiefs this year. Not to say that they were gifted anything, but I, I mean, with the way that the last three weeks have shaken out, the Chiefs couldn't have come out much better from the perspective of you were gifted basically the one seed. I don't think that's a stretch to say. You were given the one seed based off unforeseen circumstances. You had to play a nine and eight Jaguars team to go to the AFC championship game and didn't have to face both of your biggest yeah. competitions to get there. And so now it it does seem almost fair in that in order to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go through a team that has beaten you three consecutive times and ended your season last year. Like that feels very justified in that if the Chiefs do end up getting to the Super Bowl, we won't talk about like, oh, well, no. look at how fortunate you were. No, you had to go take down this team that has owned you for the last two years. Does it does it make you guys feel better or worse? So they've lost three straight. That sucks. We know that. That's a problem. In all three of those games that they had a double-digit lead, at half, like they were up. They were up in yeah. all those games. Like, like in a weird way, it makes me feel a little bit like it make it should make me feel worse, but it makes me feel better because I'm like, oh no, I feel worse. I okay, feel, so I like, definitely feel worse. It's because like, in that in that I won't, I will never feel good during this game. Yeah, I I don't care if the yeah. Chiefs get a twentieth to nothing. I won't feel good until the clock hits zero and the Chiefs win and the confetti starts falling. At yeah. no point will I say like finally they're back until yeah. that game is over and the Chiefs won. Because they had a double digit lead in all those games, they blew it all three times in this last one, right in the regular season game. They are one super uncharacteristic Travis Kelsey fumble away from winning it. But it does seem like for whatever reason against that team, the Chiefs uh, a bit cursed. Not totally, but it's like in those games, things happen that seemingly always end up with Cincinnati on top. Because again, they've had a big lead, like a double digit lead around halftime in all three of those games. And so it's like, to, to even think that that's like that they've blown all three. That's the part, Nick. You're right. If they had a big lead in all three and blew two, you'd be like, ah, so what? Weird, right? But the fact that they lost all three is like, I don't, how? How is it that you were consistently getting on top of this team, but never putting them away? Like Cincinnati put Buffalo away. They never let them back in that game after they got that double-digit lead today. And so I just, I think I'd like to see that. By the way, the early Vegas line was like two and a half. The Chiefs a favorite down to like one already. It's going to be Pickham probably by the time kickoff goes, maybe depending on the injury. Jay Glazer in pregame today did say that um, uh, Mahomes is already feeling better than he thought because all great quarterbacks, as we know, are essentially also Wolverine. They're like part Wolverine because it's always like Brett Favre has different ligaments and like Mahomes apparently the same way. <laughs> Two thoughts, guys. After the game today, do we feel more validated in having the number one seed? Because I think Cincinnati would have beat yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Giving now, us the one honestly. seat anyway. It doesn't matter, but I think that that helps with. Well, you mean like how? Do you well, mean like how that... bad that they beat them? Like yeah. the fact that the game was never competitive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were moving the ball like that against Buffalo the last time. The good news is it didn't affect Cincinnati. If anything, it gave them motivation because the Chiefs won out the rest of their schedule. Wouldn't matter what happened in that game, they would have been the number one seed against Cincinnati, even if Cincinnati was the two. Maybe they got robbed of a home game. Doesn't matter. They kicked the Bills' ass. So maybe you lost out on some ticket revenue if you're the owner. But as far as the team is concerned, this is the exact place you were going to end up eventually anyway. Playing at Arrowhead for that. I mean, I really can't, like, the weight, and I, I'd have to go back, and Nick, I'm sure we'll do some research throughout the week and all this, but I can't remember any time 
teams facing for their second consecutive AFC title game where one guy's got a chance to go to three Super Bowls in four years and the other guy has a chance to go to back-to-back. Like, that is so much weight on one game between these two teams. That 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 in its own right, just that stat, is wild enough to think about. That like, okay, Mahomes wins this and he's going to be like, well, I put the, bill, the Bengals behind my rearview mirror and I'll be going to my third Super Bowl in four years, which means... If they win this Super Bowl, you're going to have the whole dynasty conversation again. Well, you Five know straight AFC title games, three Super Bowls in four years appearances, two Super Bowl wins, and it'll be like, well, whatever they do in 2023 is going to determine that. You know what's be- what's beautiful about it is that no matter what happens in the game on Sunday, it won't do anything to this new Chiefs no. Bill, or Chiefs Bengals, right? That will be here for the long haul because even if the Chiefs win – the Bengals will still say, okay, well, we're three and one against you in the last two years. We're one and one against you in AFC championship games. So it's not as though going into 2023, that rivalry won't still carry the same weight it does. Like that's the coolest thing is we're just now starting on this sort of idea that this is going to be a mainstay sort of grudge match in the AFC every single year. And that's awesome. It is kind of crazy that it took it took two years, but Josh Allen no longer gets to be a part of this conversation for a bit. The whole like we do battle grudge match stuff would be like, cool, Josh, you can win one regular season game against the Chiefs. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Josh Allen beats the Chiefs in the regular season next year. You know how much I care, Nick? None. It's not matter. It's not the problem I'm worried about. Well, it's weird because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had this sort of thing following him. Drew Brees had this thing following him where now, those guys banked one early, right? Yeah. They had Super Bowls in the can, but every year they're sort of being tossed around as like best quarterback in the NFL, MVP candidate, one seed, but you're never getting it done in the postseason. And fair or unfair, right? Because Allen was so great in the postseason last year, you saw a dud from him on Sunday, and that's going to follow him for a while until he gets to the Super Bowl and wins one. And that's just the way it works in the NFL. You can go from being like the darling to the, oh, there's a glaring hole in your resume like that. And that's what just happened to Josh well, Allen. And Josh and Josh Allen's cap hit goes from $14 million this year to 44. So it's like, it didn't just get easier. Like it got infinitely harder. He's owed $30 million more dollars. Look, Joe Burrow can write himself a blank check. Um, obviously can write himself a blank check this off season. Even as you'd pointed out, Nick, if they lose this AFC title game, cause he's just going to be like the, the comment he made a week ago, which was they're like, Hey, what about this window for your team to succeed? He's like, I'm the quarterback. Every year is the window. He's not wrong. He's been the starting quarterback for three years. The first year he got hurt. The, the next two years he was in the AFC title game. Now what's wild about this too, of course, is Patrick Mahomes has been the chiefs quarterback for five years. And my kid's six years old, and they don't know anything, six and four. They don't know anything outside of hosting the AFC title game. He's been the starting quarterback for five years, and they've hosted the AFC title game all five of those years. Guys, with all of this said, which I think we've already answered it, does that mean the end of the Bills threat for KC? For now, yeah. Again, they can beat him in the regular season. Cool. Um, They are officially in prove-it mode. They, for back-to-back years, Nick, have not even made the AFC title game, so... It's nice that you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and that you are one of the best teams. You don't belong in this conversation. This is a two-team conversation in the AFC. Yeah, I, I still think I'm not going to completely go to the the 
area of like I, I don't respect this team at all. Like they're still a really good football team. You're right. There will be this this sidebar conversation about like what you just said, Cody, which is if you can't do it in the postseason, then I don't really care what you do to us in the regular season. But I don't expect them to fall by the wayside, right? They're still going to be amongst yeah. the top. The Bills are going to start next season third or fourth in Super Bowl odds. So I'm not going to act like they're nobody, but there is, I mean, we do this. Like you have to do it in the postseason or we won't take you seriously. And the Bengals are the perfect example of that. The Bengals have never been the one seed. They've never had home field advantage. They've never at any point in time been the team that everybody's pointing to and saying, that's the best team in football. That's the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. But they, for two consecutive years, have been peaking entering the postseason. And they do kind of feel like the boogeyman in a way that the Bills never have. All right. Well, we are going to obviously be dissecting the AFC Championship game all throughout the week. But now let's focus our attention back to the Chiefs game against the Jaguars, guys. As we know, Patrick Mahomes suffered an ankle injury in the game but powered through it to finish the game. Was this his Michael Jordan flu game moment? Which, by the way, I tweeted ankle game and it didn't really catch on. But No, I mean, I never... Doesn't have a ring to it, you know. Ankle game. Um, <laughs> one leg game, maybe. I feel like we'll have to name the game after. First, Jay Glazer's report was quote: Patrick Mahomes woke up way better today than people in the organization thought he would. Because of course, because of course, that's the way it was. But the answer is yes, if they win the Super Bowl. Does anybody want to rehash Grim Reaper? And how short of an amount of time we got to enjoy that moment. <laughs> it was ruined immediately the next week. That's what could happen to this. And that would be stupid. It would be stupid to have what was a gutty performance, the ankle game, the one leg. I don't care what you call it. He deserves to have that game memorialized. But the problem is Jordan's flu game was eventually in a title, right? It, they won a title. They won the NBA finals. And if you do that, then we're having a very different conversation because everything that you want from like an epic game that lives in history, that lives in lore occurred. Patrick Mahomes was openly yelling at his coaches on the sideline. I'm fine. Put me in the game. Stop it. I want to play. And they're like, dude, you got to get an MRI. You got to get an x-ray. He's like, no, I'm fine. Stop it. They still make him go out there. They find out it's a high ankle sprain, which by the way, sometimes holds out players in the NFL for like two to six weeks. He goes back out there and ends up performing just as well as he did in the first half in leading his team to a victory. So yes, it is his Michael Jordan flu game, but it only counts as that if they win the Super Bowl. It's it'll, Otherwise, it'll just be like, man, that was cool, which is what happened in the, the 13 second game and all those things with it. To get the, 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 it's the Jordan flu game, you have to win the title. Yeah, you aren't going to remember this if it ends up with not even an AFC championship, right? At least get yeah. to the yeah. Super Bowl. The way the AFC's played out this year, with all of us talking about these three teams all season long, and then sort of as a sidebar, we'll, we'll talk about like who in the NFC do you think is the biggest threat, right? Is it the Eagles with Jalen Hurts? At no point is anybody really, I mean, at least that I have heard, thought that the Eagles or the Niners were the best team in football. It's always been the Bills. It's always been the Chiefs. And now sort of the Bengals are getting tossed into that conversation. So even if you went and lost the Super Bowl, there would still be something. But we don't make T-shirts about anything 
once you win the Super Bowl, unless you win the Super Bowl again. So like Grim Reaper, 13 seconds, like like anything well, that you want to try and attribute to like being something meaningful and historic has to come in a win. Remember in the original Bengals game, Mahomes had the the dunk, right? The touchdown run where he basically jumped and dunked over the lineman, but yeah. they lost the game. So none of us have talked about it since then. That was one of the coolest moments of his career. But if it comes in a losing effort or when it comes in an it's, effort that you're not, you don't want to remember, then it doesn't really mean anything. The great injury moments, like the ones that we can all name, all were championships. You know, Kirk Gibson, he hits the homer and he's like walking on one leg, homer, World Series, right? Carrie Strug. Carrie Strug, I was going to say that. She won one the gold. Every, every like, wow, look at them power through the injury part is a is like, it, it ends in the title. I understand that Mahomes can't help it. Like, if he had done this in the Super Bowl, then we know it's cemented. Like, it's done. I know that both of his coolest moments here recently came in the divisional round and won last year, ended short, and we could have been talking about the Grim Reaper. I, you know, this is going to sound like way too early for this. Not even worried about the injury. I know that sounds crazy early for that. But, you know, look, it's already, he got himself back in the game. I think it could limit his mobility in a little bit. And Cincinnati certainly got a ton of pressure in this game, which can be a problem in its own right. But I don't know, man. He is that guy that will just not let it show five days from now. He will take whatever shot he needs in the ankle or wrap it up triple times. And maybe that little bit of running ability will be lost a little bit. We saw in this game. He, like, peg leg hopped for a first down still. Like, there's just not, there's no quit. Like, I know that I should be, like, on ankle watch this entire week. You know, we could have, like, a sounder for this whole thing. Ankle watch. And it's just, <laughs> we're, like, focused in on every little bit. Here he is slightly walking into a locker room. Or here he is talking about the injury for a minute. But I feel like he's going to be close enough that I'm never going to let the ankle be the reason I say they didn't beat Cincinnati. So to me, then it's not a concern. Well, yes. And for those wondering, will he play on Sunday? Will he be okay on Sunday? Um, as Cody alluded to, Adam Schefter did tweet the MRI confirmed. It's just a high ankle sprain. Nothing more than that. Uh, Mahomes said he plans to play in the game on Sunday in the AFC championship. Um, he already tweeted right after the Bengals bills game o'clock. You know what that means, guys. He's ready to go. I'm not, I'm actually not worried about this game. Am I freaked out? Yes, but I feel good about this. I think we have a lot of momentum going our way. The team that didn't play in this, this game last year won the AFC championship and that's us this year. Can you break down to me? Can you break down to me the difference between not being afraid, but being freaked out? Like what's that emotional state <laughs> like for you? I am nervous. I am anxious. I'm going to be a mess, but I have a good feeling about this. I'm not scared like i have been in the past have we had, did you have any dreams you were talking about that right any dreams you had about the game um no actually <laughs> nick have you had any dreams maybe there's I more think, than one i think i think uh, mama kelsey was in my dream last night listen that's a good sign that, that is that's a great <laughs> that's time. a great sign are you kidding <laughs> I do want to say one thing, you know, I told you guys on Friday's episode that I had a dream that uh, Isaiah Pacheco scored a touchdown on a pick six, which didn't make sense, but Pacheco had a great game. Jalen Watson had a big interception on a pick six, but also fellow seventh rounder. So am I clairvoyant to say? Connecting those dots. Look at us. You know, just saying. Through. That's a good point. Also, I know maybe Wednesday or maybe it's the offseason. Damn, Brett. Brett Feach got two seventh rounders to matter. In a divisional round playoff game. Kudos. 
Can I say something? Uh, you know, you guys gave me a lot of shit for saying that I Rightfully didn't think so. the Chiefs had yeah. Super Bowl vibes, right? I will say, I will, I will tell you, um, Mahomes coming back in that, I mean, just go through everything, right? Chad Henney, Mahomes getting injured. Chad Henney coming in, leading the team on a 98-yard touchdown drive. I Mahomes mean. coming back in, be looking like a normal Patrick Mahomes or a 97% Patrick Mahomes. Throwing jump pass touchdowns, seventh round pick, getting a game clinching super freak interception, kind of had me feeling Super Bowl vibes on Saturday. <laughs> Nick is coming around. Welcome to the club. But you know You're what I mean? Late like, to the vibes. Late vibes. You know what? You guys, you guys give me a hard time, and that's fine. I I deserve it. But it felt like the first time this year that, like, oh, okay, because all season long. When the Chiefs have gone up, I mean, yeah, you t you take the Bills and the Bengals games and you say, okay, well, what the hell? Like, these are the two games that we've cared about, and you lost both of them. And there were just a handful of times where it didn't feel like the Chiefs were, like, asserting their dominance over some of these teams. And Saturday was one of the first times where you built a lead, you didn't really let the team back in, you clinched it with a couple of big plays late. Like, it just kind of had all of the feelings that I feel like weren't always present this season. You were you were like, I get it. Like, I, I get that feeling because you're, like, waiting for his, uh, his like, Jason Bourne moment. You're like, oh, okay, cool. He, like, knocked out a couple of beat cops. That's impressive. And yeah. then later it's like, okay, he took down a couple of Marines. I mean, that also yeah, Do good. something crazy. Then, like, do something really he, impressive. But then when he stabs that pin in the super assassin's hands, you're like, oh, shit. That guy's that guy's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy might be a real problem for everyone. Like it did kind of feel like that for a moment. It was just like what, like that was the best I felt about the team all year. Because even though the game was like I guess semi close, it was similar to last Jags game where they kept him at arm's distance. But the second Chad Henney and whatever, and it's just like okay, well this team like you finally got the first. I think what you're saying like team of destiny vibes, Nick. The you know where you're like. Yeah, 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 it's supposed to be you. I don't know why, but it's supposed to be you. Is there a better feeling than knowing that you're still in really good hands with your backup quarterback? I mean, that was incredible. I tried to get him fired in the preseason. I'd like to formally apologize for that. I was like, <laughs> what would the difference be if it was Shane Bouchelle? Well, probably a little bit of a difference. That was when you would, I think that was when it was time for the regular season to start. You had, <laughs> I, think, I think we had officially run out of things to yeah. say when you, you know what? Let me go ahead and let me can Chad Henney real quick. Just for no reason. Yeah, he didn't for no even reason do anything. No. He's just living his life, <laughs> just doing nothing wrong. Cody's just sitting then... at home one night saying, you know who needs to get the hell out of town? Chad Henney. Chad Henney. What do he do to you? Nothing. Legend. He can stay no. as long as he wants. Put him in the ring of <laughs> honor. I don't care. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I think that's another reason I feel good about this game is because we play up. We show up. We, we step up in big games. We yeah. don't self-combust and... I don't know. I have a good feeling, guys. This was a complete win. We said it multiple times after the game. Um, speaking of complete wins, the defense was the star in this game. Also the star. There were many stars. Can they do it again against Cincinnati? So, well, they've had their three worst defensive performances of the last two years all against Cincinnati. So I think maybe we could probably break that down later in the week a little bit. So I, the initial part is I'm worried they can't. And I don't even know if it's fully their fault. It's because of what Cincinnati can do to most defenses because of how talented they are at running back, at wide receiver. They still have a pretty good tight end. 
Like, I thought their offensive line trouble might give them more issues in this Bills game, but the Bills don't have a pass rush. They haven't had a good pass rush for the last, like, six weeks. Ever since Von Miller went down, that team's not the same. So they kind of got to pick and choose again. But but credit to the defense a lot, because when Mahomes went down, my first thought was, okay, been a long time, defense, and we just said, you have to win a game now. Like, I mean, we're really counting on you more than any other unit on the entire field. You have to do it. And not just for a drive. We do that for the defense sometimes. Like, hey, can you do it for a drive? No, we're saying there are two and a half quarters left in this game, and you are going to have to be present for the entire thing. And I thought they played maybe their most complete half of football. I know there's that one drive where Trevor Lawrence goes down the field and scores. Okay, well, he's Trevor Lawrence. He's got a lot of good weapons. That'll happen. Outside of that, consistent pressure, turnovers. They got sacks. They made big stops on third and fourth downs when they needed it. They kept giving the ball back to the Chiefs while Mahomes was still trying to kind of figure out how to play on that ankle. Uh, it was one of their most impressive performances of the season. The defense showed up in a huge way in this game. Yeah, I, I thought they were good. I don't think I don't know if it, I think it was their best performance of the season. I think that that shutout that they pitched in the yeah. second half versus the Titans is probably going to take the cake for me. But they were really good and got you know huge turnovers at the end of the game when they needed them. I will say that they need to be better against the Bengals. They're going to have to be perfect against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I really I really think so. And we'll that's score forty. Which, yeah. And that should be sort of the expectation if you want to go to the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be that, oh, well, you can just be okay, especially with the quarterback who has a high ankle sprain now. Like Being okay in these sorts of games isn't going to be good enough. This team is going to have to play their most complete game, knowing that the defense now has added pressure on them, not knowing what you're going to get from Mahomes. I know we're not worried about him, and we know he's going to play through the injury, and I'm sure the teammates think he's a superhero as well, but – you you still have to go into that game right with maybe that in the back of your head thinking we better be ready to lift the offense up if there's a chance that we're going to be less than 100% on the other side of the ball. I wonder whether or not, and, and I, yeah, I mean, but it was, you know what it was, Nick, is the reason why it stood out to me is this is the best the safeties had play and maybe the best they've tackled. Like, and those are things that have failed them a lot of times this year, right? In other great defensive efforts this year, they've had a good pass rush or they've gotten sacks. But the safety play and the tackling, that's never really resolved itself. And in this game, that was the best it's been. Like, wow, look at Thornhill. Look at Cook. Look at, like, look at Reed. And look, Reed, I don't know if Cincinnati's going to pin back up the shit he said after that last oh, Cincinnati no. game. Oh, no. Do you remember? Do you remember in the press conference? the? When we started to question Justin Reed was he got pretty chatty in the lead up to that Bengals game. And then he came out of that Bengals game. He's like, I played great. I don't know what anyone's talking about. And so like, I don't like to see that out of their defense, I think really mattered because that was the question we had about the defense going into the postseason is they're still crazy young. Like Jalen Watson is someone has to come up with a big play. It's like, can you, it's the postseason. You've never even played in it. And they did. Like a lot of their young players, even though they don't have a lot of experience on defense, played really well in that game. Well, you know what? I think to your point, I get kind of caught up in looking at, okay, how many, you know, how efficient was the offense? How much, when you're looking at the Chiefs defense, how easily were they moving the ball down the field? How many points did they score, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, one thing we haven't talked about in a long time is turnover margin. Remember early in the season, we were talking about how that was maybe one of the bugaboos for the Chiefs was the fact that the offense was turning it over 
at a characteristically uncharacteristically high rate and the defense wasn't forcing turnovers during this winning streak they've forced 12 turnovers so this time of year if you got to score 40 to win or if this game's played in the 30s 40s i guess i don't really care because i'll take that if we're going to talk about it as being a problem and then it changes then i think we deserve to give them credit for the improvements that they have made the chiefs won the turnover battle two to nothing first jacksonville that is it's really easy to point to where those happened at the end of the game that wins you football games and i guarantee you if you if you win the turnover battle two to nothing versus cincinnati you're going to the super bowl and and yeah you are absolutely you are and it's just like when you like they held burrow to 217 yards on 39 pass attempts like i mean it the, the secondary is where the question marks are right i mean that that like they're young everywhere they're, they're starting two rookies, three rookies at times, second year players, young safeties. It's like that, that's where the problem was supposed to be. And it's not, I get it. It's not Jamar Chase and T against and Tyler Boyd. I'm not going to try to even pretend like Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk is that because that's obviously not comparable. They will score more points. The real question for the defense, like to me, I'm back to the defense in this game. Nick, you're talking about being perfect. To me, it's hold them under 30. That's really what I'm asking from the defense this week. Under 30 would be fine. You tell me it's 27, I'll have to take my chances and hope that a one-legged Mahomes, if that's what it comes to, can still score 30. Because asking Kansas City to hold them to less than that might be asking too much. He still didn't get a sack from Chris Jones, but mm. let's, we got. it's going to happen against Cincinnati. I can feel it. And he got consistent pressure again. It's just like he can't He's get so close. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, fortunately, uh, Frank Clark is back yeah. to being playoff Frank Clark and Jeez. is one of the greatest sack artists in postseason history. So I guess I'll take that trade off. And it was wild. He was like talking like on Friday and on Saturday to like national report. He's like, oh, watch out. I'm going to go off. And you're like, OK, sure. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I don't know why you've chosen this moment to start talking again, but all right. And then he did. I was like, OK, I'll just shut up. My bad. I didn't I didn't realize I didn't Forced realize that you could all apparently time. Just I didn't He's realize. Tied. Dang. He is tied with Reggie White. Dude, he was Whoa. incredible. He ended a single series by himself. He yeah. had a tip pass at the line. Then he had a tripping call against him. Then he got the sack. You're like, good God, man. What the hell? <laughs> like, I didn't realize Frank Clark like that still existed. Honestly, just as long as either Frank Clark or Chris Jones is doing that, we'll probably be okay. Okay, guys. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five straight AFC title games. That's it. That's that's the topic. I I jokingly I jokingly asked the question on Twitter, like, hey, is it good or bad to host five straight AFC title games? And there were far too many people who wanted to be like, how could you think it's bad? Or people who actually believed it's bad. How could that be bad? What? That's what? an objective. Who are these great people? Thing. You know who they are? They're sour fans that want to. fans. They want to. that no. They want to knock down the Chiefs a little bit by like, oh wow, five, huh? How many? Uh, how many Super Bowls does that lead to? But like, how many of you even played in? Because the Chiefs keep playing in it every year, so that means you aren't. Somebody else has to be, right? So I'm sorry, not as impressive to just never go to them and then also never win it. Like it is a standalone accomplishment. I think if you tie it to the Super Bowls, it does get messy because if they don't win the Super Bowl again this year, hosting five straight AFC title games won't sound as cool, will it? Right. If you're like, wow, you only got to two of those Super Bowls in five years. But to me, I equate this to the same thing that we talk about getting into the tournament 
or uh, Bill Self. Nick, you'll appreciate this. Kayla, sorry, you root for Missouri <laughs> basketball, so there's just no way to have this conversation about your team. But it's uh, Bill Self in the Elite Eight. And they're like, oh, that's a bad record in the Elite Eight. I'm like, yeah, but he's got no chance at a Final Four and no chance at winning the title unless he's in the Elite Eight. So like to me, that's how I view the AFC title game. The only way to even have a chance at a Super Bowl or be in that conversation is to, is to be in the AFC title game. The only other team who's hosted more AFC title games or been to more straight is the Patriots at six. So, I mean, to me, that that accomplishment speaks for itself. Five straight AFC title games, especially all at your home building, is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about it on Saturday night and trying to sort of reflect on that and in thinking back to, you know, this franchise. We think about the Chiefs brand as like being really strong right now. It was not strong 10 years ago. Before Andy Reid showed up, I mean, yeah, you were, you know, one of the main, you were a brand that everybody recognized, but it wasn't a brand of consistency. It wasn't a brand that was you know, littered with success. And now you think about how two guys can sort of change everything with Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. And it's, it's shocking in that there are other franchises who are so relevant and every single year, for whatever reason, like cannot get over that plateau and for the Chiefs to continue to get back there, it's almost makes me feel guilty as a Chiefs fan. Like, I don't deserve this. Like, this is not, we're not appreciative enough. I think back on all the things that I've said over the course of the year. I, we, we fire Steve Spagnolo every other week. We <laughs> talk about Andy's late game decision making. We talk about, are we sure this offense is talented enough? Like, are we sure that, like, the, the, the draft selections, like, are they doing the right things with the running backs? It's like, stop it. Stop ever being critical of this team because of the fact that every other fan base would kill to be in your position. Every other team, every other franchise, every other quarterback would kill to be a part of the Chiefs organization because of how good it has been over the last five years. So I know that you have bigger aspirations to go and win the Super Bowl, but I think it is healthy to every now and again remind yourself of how fortunate you are that this franchise has been so damn good over the last five seasons. Again, my kid is in first grade. The Chiefs have been in the divisional round and five AFC title games in her living life. That's it. No other existence for her. She was asking if she could stay down for the podcast. She's like, I'll be really quiet. I was like, Aww. well, I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, like if you're going to come down here for the podcast, you might as well have some opinions on this. You got to contribute. Yeah. So you you could have said that line. You could say, I'm I'm in first grade. The Chiefs go to the AFC title game, right? That's a lock? Be like, yeah, it is. <laughs> There's no other way around it. Because at this point, that's it. Like, Nick, your friend earlier, to reference back your friend in the podcast, be like, do you even appreciate it? I think Chiefs fans do appreciate the AFC title game thing. I don't give a shit about the divisional round game. It means nothing to me. At just, just useless. Useless game uh -huh. I don't care about. Because it doesn't mean anything because it's not where they're going to end up because of this conversation, right? They're in the AFC title game. I don't care who they're playing or where or why they're in the divisional round. That game is meaningless to me. Get me to the real, where the real juice starts. We're down to the final four teams. And one of them is always the chiefs. I will never not take this for granted and think it's the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, there was a tweet I saw um, yesterday after going 22 years without a playoff win and a 45 year span with only three playoff wins, Kansas city has won nine playoff games over the last four years, five straight AFC title games. Patrick Mahomes has more playoff wins than every other past Chiefs QB combined. 
It's so Burrow's doing the same thing for the Bengals. It's kind of crazy because he's got five playoff wins, which is more than they had like the 30 years combined. But they had never in 58 years, they had never hosted an AFC title game in Kansas City, Kayla, and they've hosted five straight. The only five years Patrick Mahomes has been the starter for this team. Like that's the part you have to tie together. It's Patrick Mahomes has only been here for five years. The only thing he does is at least get to the AFC title game. Like that's bare minimum in any year for, for Patrick Mahomes. I hope that shuts down the who's the best quarterback discussion for a while. Uh, the the Burrow, if he wins this week, the Burrow fans will be loud. I To me, it'll just be like he, Burrow's not the better quarterback, but he's on the better team. It's kind of my instant no, but they'll reaction, do the, they'll but... do the same thing. They'll do the same okay. thing that we're doing with the Bills. They'll say, "Cool, congrats on your MVP yep. trophies. Congrats on the regular season. Yep, we beat you when it matters." And but if they lose the Super Bowl, then I'll be like, "Well, win one, and then we'll have a conversation." Cool that you beat Mahomes. Do you have? A yeah, but like I no? said earlier, Joe Burrow will just say, "I was in college the last time you guys won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't care." Yeah, I like that. There's real like this game had no juice. Remember we talked about the Jags game, juice. Already, it feels good. It immediate juice for this game. <laughs> it makes you. It gives you. It gives you life knowing that there is another team that like feels like they've got like they're neck and yeah. neck with you. Like with the Bills, it was always like prove it, prove it, prove it. There's none of that with the Bengals. It's like no. okay, there's this team kind of gunning for us, and it feels like they have a shot. I'm not. I don't think the Bengals are better than the Chiefs, but that's sort of the the rivalries that make this whole thing fun. 100%. And for all the haters, we do deserve this. Okay. Yes, Last but not least, guys, our winners and losers. Okay, so um, I, I thought about winners, and then I, I went ahead on the side and I took a straw poll, and it turns out mm-hmm. we are all going to vote for the same person. Yep. That man, a great man, I might say, <laughs> and someone I've never doubted for even one second. <laughs> Chad Henney. Chad Henney's the winner for this game. Screw the rest of this. We can all agree it is Chad Henney who led his team, having not played a snap this season, on a 98-yard touchdown drive. Flawless. Right after Patrick Mahomes went down with injury. Just flawless. Just brought him right down the field. Ran the exact same route on a third down to keep the drive going that he used to beat the Browns two years ago on the or three years ago on the way to win the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, flawless execution. If you watch the way the team cheered for him in the locker room after, there was only one chance at one winner in this, and it was always going to be Chad Henney. Honorable mention Patrick Mahomes with one foot. Yes, but Chad And honorable mention Frank Clark as well. Um, (laughs) And and him. Yeah, so those guys all were, were fantastic. But for Henney to come in, and here's the thing I love about Chad Henney. He's such a novelty item. You know, I feel like the way we talk about him and the, honestly, the way that Cody just talked about him, which was very respectful, but it's also like you only do it because it's what 37 year old Chad Henney, who's just like, I guess I'll come back and be the backup for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'll be over here if you guys need me. Um, just like give me a call in case something terrible happens. I don't think Chad Henney ever expects to go in the game. But when he does, it's like, OK, no pressure. Um, not like this is the best offense in the NFL with Super Bowl aspirations. And, oh, it's the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time you need me in like critical <laughs> junctures of the season. So the fact that he's able to come in, it was just for one drive and, and do what he did. I was like, OK, well, you know what? 
I'm cool with Chad Henney being like this cartoon character, like half backup quarterback, half team mascot, and this guy that we sort of rally around. It's awesome. He's he's like uh, I was trying to think if there was like a guy during the Royals run that I remembered like this, and it's probably Christian Cologne. Never an everyday player. Just and look, I know it's different in baseball because like Henny never plays, but like never an everyday player. And that's like, hey, Christian, I know that it's like the World Series, and we kind of need like you know like a game winning hit. Do, do you do you do you mind? He's like, yeah, <laughs> sure, I guess so. You know, whatever. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's just like what he does. Like I don't know. Like maybe Chad Henny doesn't ever have enough time in his life to really get worried. All of a sudden, he's just playing quarterback. He's like, oh God, what happened? You're like, well, you're playing quarterback now. He's like, oh, that, okay, well, I guess I'm doing that now. Because even before that moment, it didn't seem like he was going to stay in that game. And yet, still did. So it's like. Miss, yeah. No, Go just ahead, kind Katie. of remarkable. No, it's just kind of remarkable. I did. I, yeah, he is, he is a Chiefs folk hero. You will always know the name Chad Henney, even though he's played a total of like 40 snaps for this team. Mr. Reliable and just cool as a cucumber. Do we have losers? Yeah, I have, you know, it, it was a it was a divisional round weekend. I think it's fair to do losers. Mine was Daniel Jones because mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk about how rich Daniel Jones was going to get, and I think he's probably going to get a little less rich. Um, <laughs> ooh, boy, that was bad. That was real bad. Like if you were the Giants and you were like, "We're going to we're going to stay down the Daniel Jones road." You're like, "You sure?" I don't think that's such a great idea. Like it's not that you can't win some games, but you know, we all you're not going to do this, Reggie. You're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in neutral. You'd be honest to God, better off trading for Derek Carr. Don't go down the Daniel Jones road. It, it was, he had 15 passing touchdowns in the regular season. We saw him play one good wild card game and people were ready to give him like three for $90 million. Be smart. Be smart about this, Giants, because then otherwise you'll end up being the loser at this conversation. But at this moment, I think Daniel Jones maybe lost the most this weekend. Kayla, who's your loser? <laughs> Don't. Don't. <laughs> uh, Nick, I see you're wearing a hat there, and I can't help but notice that KU took an L to oh, TCU no. on Saturday, 83 to 60. Nick was in the building Seems, for that, Nick Kayla. was there for yeah. the game. Um, Seems irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> Does it? How did, I have Does to get it, it in where I can. Nobody you know, lost it, for the Chiefs, Nick. Somebody good had fun. to lose. Nobody lost. That's my, okay. that's my loser, KU basketball and Nick's hat. Okay. Well, then I'll just go ahead and say what I thought you were going to say, which is oh. my loser for this week is me. You know what? <laughs> I go, the fact that I had the nerve, I had the nerve to say that the Chiefs didn't have Super Bowl vibes makes me sick to my stomach. So Thank I you. apologize <laughs> for what I said. I apologize for what I've done. I know I can't take it back. I can only you know, look in the mirror and try to be a better person moving forward. And I'm going to use this as sort of something to, you know, guide the rest of my life and I'm going to learn from it. So uh, I'm sorry for what I did and I hope you guys can forgive me, but uh, the Super Bowl vibes are alive and well in Kansas City. The It's Hallelujah. always giving Kansas City credit. We're very forgiving, very forgiving. We that's, forgive a, that's a man of accountability right there. It's, it's, you know, it's hard sometimes to admit when you're wrong. This is, this is a good moment. <laughs> Thanks guys. Glad you're back with us, Nick. All right. That's going to do it for us today on It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz. I am Kayla Canaram, and we will be back with you all on Wednesday. 